With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, listeners, welcome to another FML FPL fireside chat. This episode, we are blessed by the one and only injury analyst, God himself, Ben Dinnery. <laughs> <laughs> ben, how are you and where are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you very much. I'm in a, a, a cold and, and wet uh, Newcastle upon Tyne, which is in the northeast of England in the UK. Northeast. So, who do you support? Is that Newcastle? Uh, uh, yes, yeah. You know, when you're from Newcastle, there's only one team. So, um, for me, since I'm a Newcastle United supporter, and um, you know, unfortunately, we'll not be blessing the Premier League this season. Mm. But uh, I'm sure under Rafa, you know, it's only a temporary hiccup, and we'll be back. Yeah, you guys uh, will be back. I'm sure of it. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so, how long have you been doing what you're doing in the injury business? Should I call it the injury business, the medical business? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I, I, I'm not even sure there's been a, 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 a term coined yeah. for what I actually do. Um, injury data analyst was just something that I threw in there in the early days um, when people asked us what I actually done. Mm. Um, and you know, coming into now, I mean, it's something which I've, I've touched upon for 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 now on maybe uh, a decade now for the last ten years. Um, my background is, is sports therapy. Oh, okay. um, and, and I did enjoy the, the hands-on work, and I'd done a lot of pitch-side management stuff. Um, but then I went to work for a company called PhysioRoom.com. Oh, then. yeah. I know PhysioRoom. Yeah, they've been doing it for yeah. a long time. Yeah, well, they were actually formed back in 2001. Mm. And the injury table themselves forms the mainstay of their website. It's used effectively in the early days was to, to drive traffic to the site, um, uh, you know, and, and, and to drive sales for products. Oh, um, right, right, right. Now, in, in 2010, um, I began working for physioroom.com um, full time. And I sort of took the, the, the injury aspect um, of it and, and primarily the table sort of under me wing and, and, and focused a lot of me effort around that um, and particularly the, the content and things and um, and things just steadily grew from there so you yeah. know it, it, it's it, been a bit of a whirlwind for the last um, certainly for the last um, what now what we're now six and a half years it's yeah, been I was, uh, I was wondering is it mostly fantasy driven do you think because I know that at least on Twitter my interaction and a lot of interactions that I see are fantasy driven questions about injuries and when guys are coming back and stuff like that. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would say, you know, 80% of the traffic is fantasy related. And we do have, um, you know, a small following um, who are maybe, you know, related to, to the betting industry, you know, people who are right. looking 
maybe to gain some kind of edge, um, either for particular games and so on and so forth. And then we just have a small, you know, percentage of people who are just, you know, generally interested, maybe just supporters of clubs um, or, or maybe doing some kind of, um, you know, their own research or their own study. Um, right, so, we, you know, I'm dealing with a, a range of, uh, you know, queries day in, day out. It's, you know, when, you know, I, I don't really know what's going to, you know, come up on my timeline from from one hour to the next. Right. Yeah. Jam, uh, James G on Reddit asks, "What does your average working week look like? Are you attending press conferences and things like that?" Um, it depends. I mean, the job is seven days a week. It's three hundred and sixty-five right. days a year. People um, are always getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, you know, if we want, you know, if you focus on, you know, some of maybe around holiday time, around, you know, the Christmas and the New Year's, there are some of my business, busiest times. So it causes, a, a you know, one or two issues at, yeah, at home. I'd just imagine. deal with the family. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I say, it, it, it varies from one week to the next. Um, you know, I've got a lot of commitments in terms of, of, of media commitments, whether that be, um, you know, writing and creating content for, for web paste or, um, you know, broadsheet newspapers to, you know, maybe just speaking on, on, on local radio. Um, you know, right. so in and around that, yeah, try to shoehorn in maybe, you know, a press conference or a match. It's, it, it's time permitting. It's just um, everything. All of everything. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm absorbing every little bit of information and in every avenue and every angle that I can possibly look at. You know, um, every working hour. You know, every hour of the working day. Yeah, we all, we all definitely appreciate the work you put in. Um, Another Reddit user. You got a lot of responses on Reddit when I told people (laughs) that I was going to talk to you. (laughs) Another Reddit user, Supreme Pija, asks if you're aware how famous you are on the Fantasy Premier League subreddit. And he gave you a little (laughs) nickname. He said, "Ben Dinnery, the face of the death of our teams." (laughs) Um, I mean, the 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 Reddit following was was flagged up sort of last season, and and in all honesty, it's not something that I pay too much attention to. I mean, I'm um, I've pretty much got my hands full with with Twitter, and, and and maybe do a little bit on on Facebook occasionally, but my primary focus is Twitter, so I don't yeah. really look you know too far out the realms of that. But yeah, the, you know, a lot of the followers on there have, have sort of flagged up and screenshotted bits and pieces, and I've I've heard um, yeah the dinnery of the you know the angel of death and uh, yeah. I'm a fat kid. <laughs> The, the fat Jason Statham and, yeah, and all yeah, of yeah. the ones I've seen, I've uh, yeah, I've I've had a, a chuckle and and pass those across to me friends and and family who who thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, I think that's great. That's, mm-hmm. that's good stuff. It's uh, all taken in, in in good fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so before we get into the kind of nitty gritty of injured and as we we call them on this podcast, dead players. Where can people follow you for the latest injury and suspension news and all that stuff? Um, at Ben Dinnery on, on Twitter. Is it? That's, that's, like I say, that's my primary account. That's where I'm coming from. Um, I do post through Physio Room as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the information, like I say, it will come out my personal account first. And there will be a delay with Physio Room um, anywhere between sort of three and five hours. So if you want the latest and the most up-to-date news, you know, at Ben Dinnery. Um, and also I've got um, the PremierInjuries.com website. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. which is it's currently underdeveloped so uh, under development and at the minute what we've got is just the, the injury table um you know and, and primarily what that that's covering is you know just the, the 20 teams in the, in the top flight and that's updated anywhere between 10 and 50 times every single day um, you know, from from injuries being amended to updated to potential return dates to player statuses. So, you know, as news as more news becomes available, you know, I'm updating that injury table. Right. Uh, so, for and, people and, less familiar with Twitter, maybe or less comfortable on Twitter, PremierInjuries.com would be the place to go. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's um, we've got a ticker bar on there as well. So um, when we get news, particularly from the press conference that's used, you know, mm-hmm. if you want a, a snapshot, an overview of of what's happening, you know, then um, hopefully uh, that site, that page, will be to tell you everything you need to know. Um, and if you are or fear with Twitter, um, I, you know, I try to respond to as many questions as as, as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you in action. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's jump into some players because that's what that's what we do here. So I wanted to start with players who are listed as lacking match fitness because there's so many of them. So many of the guys that played in the Euros or played in the Copa America and just you know a long list of heavy hitters that are on there. And I was kind of wondering, you know, among uh, Katsorla, Ozil, Koscielny, KDB, etc. Is there kind of a reliable timetable when someone's lacking match fitness like that or just fatigued or does it vary a lot from player to player? I mean, typically what we would see, I mean, a lot comes down to managers. Um, And if we were to maybe look at, um, say, Arsenal, for example, with Arsene Wenger, Mm -hmm. um, typically he would be wanting these players back in full training for around about three to four weeks. Um, With other clubs and other managers, you know, you may be looking at two to three weeks. I see. Now, you know, the, the things to consider, I suppose, are the player themselves, you know, the position, um, the squad, um, and, and, and their importance to the team. And, and, and that will determine, you know, whether a manager um, may decide to risk a player um, in game week one or, or not. You know, Yeah, to, maybe to, someone like Koscielny, now that um, Mertesacker and Gabrielle are hurt, maybe Koscielny gets risked. For that exact reason, but possibly, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. In, 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 you know, to go uh, to look at somebody maybe like De Bruyne, mm-hmm. um, who who hasn't been involved in preseason and and didn't travel to, to Scandinavia last weekend. You know, um, a lot of people are saying, you know, is he going to be coming into the starting eleven this weekend? And although you know, I'm 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 always aware of of, of giving any kind of definitive answer. You know, I, I very of course, rarely, of course, a, a yes or no, but. What you know from um, from my standpoint, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm I'm taking in all the all the variables and I'm looking at okay, you know, looking at Manchester City's you know squad depth, who they can potentially play in there, um, looking at how many minutes De Bruyne's had, you know, is he going to be coming straight back into the the starting eleven, knowing that the Guardiola, you know, wants his players in tip top condition, you know, he wants them fit. You look at the Sami Nasri. Example, you know, you're not fit enough, you're overweight, you're not training with the first team, mm-hmm. you know, come back when you are. So for that reason, you know, it's, I, I think I've already put it out there that my personal opinion is, you know, I wouldn't expect De Bruyne to, to be named in that starting eleven this weekend. Right, right. And then what about another big one, you know, who kind of bursted onto the scene last year is Dimitri Payet. And obviously he was playing for France and they went, 
you know, all the way to the final. And I don't know, he's kind of not been training and stuff like that. But I noticed he's not he's not really listed as lacking match fitness. But a lot of people expect him to not start the season starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly what I was saying about De Bruyne. I mean, he's only been in in, in full training um, for a matter of. You know, um, I don't even know if he's been in a full train in a week now. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what you look at is, I mean, there's, there's sort of two schools of thought. Do Does a manager risk starting a player and maybe thinks, right, well, we, we maybe look to get 50 or 60 minutes out of him? Um, or do we keep him on the bench? And if things aren't going away, do we throw him on for the last maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes? Um, you know, so that's that's a decision that they're going to be weighing up and they'll, they'll be looking at the, the pros and cons of that. You know, the, what you do want to do, and, and one of the biggest risk factors for injuries to, to, to all players, you know, is one is, is recurrence. So if, if a player's had a hamstring injury before, then that be- player becomes more susceptible to mm-hmm. another hamstring injury. But also, the, you know, the, the second big is, is fatigue. And what you don't want to be doing is, is throwing a player in there who, who isn't match fit, who isn't ready, um, you know, and then you're risking of, of pulling some kind of muscular strain or, or tear and, and putting them out for, you know, two, three, four weeks, you know, for the sake of maybe another seven days in training. Right, right, right. So, what's your guess on Dimitri Payet? You think? You know, um, again, I'm saying no. I'm yeah. saying potentially he could be named in the match day squad. You know, and and if things aren't going that way, he might be thrown on. You know, given a, a bit of a ten or fifteen minute cameo. But if if pushed, and if I was asked, you know, to say, you know, give a yes or a no, I, I would be saying no at this point. Right. Okay. Good to know. I'm gonna take a miss on him then so let's move in a little bit of positions by position so i wanted to start with defenders because a lot of people including my co-host walsh were asking about pop soiree and if there's any news on his injury yeah yeah that's a big one i've had quite a few questions about him um the the bottom line is he's still being assessed um he played an hour um, and in the, the friendly game, they came off, and he had a bit of an issue with his hamstring. Mm. Now he's having a scan uh, to determine the, the full extent of that problem. The club were actually hoping that it was maybe just a little bit of a touch of cramp or a little bit of a problem with the nerve, which would be a good thing. And if that is the case, you know, then we could well see him back. Um, in game week one but if you know again if, if, if a scan's flagged up you know just a, a little tear or a you know something a little bit more sinister um, then I would maybe expect to see Kelly come in for him and um, so it, it's going back to you know do you risk a player for maybe one game uh, and potentially sideline him for maybe two three or four weeks or do you give him a, an extra few days recovery um, and, and, and get him back for game week sort of too. Right, and, right. So we'll get more info, you think, as the, yeah, uh, yeah. I the mean, scan I, returns you know, and stuff. I think with, with Suare, you know, we could be looking at maybe um, you know Thursday or Friday before we get some kind of definitive answer on, on him. Right. And what's the latest on Jan Vertonghen, another really popular fantasy asset last year who's been out since, you know, he's been out for a while. He has, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, another one who's popped up on me on my timeline quite a bit, and uh, I responded to a, a query that I had earlier today, um, and I said that I fully expected um, Wimmer and, and Alderweireld to be the the the, the pairing in the, in the heart of the Tottenham defence this weekend. Yeah, um, 
the, again, the issue we're looking at, yeah, he's he's involved in full training, he's training well, but he, you know he hasn't got any preseason minutes under his belt. Um, the, the the slight the nagging concern that I've got in the back of my mind is, is 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 thinking about Pochettino and and him as a manager and how he brought for Tongan straight back into the side with you know with very little. Um, you know, yeah, uh, last year, yeah, yeah, and, and and that was quite a surprise when when women had actually been doing quite well. Um, Tottenham were on a decent roll; they had kept a number of clean sheets, um, but he had absolutely no qualms in, in in bringing them sort of straight back in and and, and dropping women down to the bench. So again, you know, I'm I'm going with my personal opinion, and I would say game week one is probably just a little bit too soon for the Vertonghen, um, but. You know, if he did start, you know, then that would tie in with the of, of Pochettino's thinking um, towards last season when he came back from, um, I, I think it was a major ligament injury. Right. So, so um, yeah, Wimmer's on on borrowed time, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting FPL asset is um, Kurt Zuma, who's been out for a long time, but he's the rumors are at least that he he'll be back sooner than originally expected, and I was wondering, do you? Think he'll be back soon enough to warrant maybe avoiding Terry and Cahill and fantasy. Now the thing is with with long term injuries and, and and I do I get a lot of queries about um, you know um, fan supporters you know FPL managers coming in and say look uh, this player's back in full training um, so you'll be back in the squad this weekend um, and when we're looking at long term injuries you know um, players can be involved for maybe three, four, five, even six weeks before they're even considered. Um, what I would expect with somebody like Zuma is um, to, to certainly get some minutes, maybe with the under 23s. Um, you know, it's it's not necessarily just the um, you know the physical aspect of the game. It's it's the psychological aspect. You know, is is he's um, it, it, so he needs minutes to just gain his confidence. You know, to to reassure right. himself. The, that the knee's strong, it's not going to give way. Um, now, Zuma himself didn't really want to put any sort of time frame on his on his return. Um, initially, when he when he'd done it, we were looking at maybe around August September. Um, he come out in the press and he, he, I suppose, he took all the pressure off himself, and he said, "Look, if I return um, in this calendar year, I'm happy." The reality is probably what we're looking at is is Conti will will maybe pencil in around a, a, a two month period from a return to full training, which which sort of gives us to maybe um, you know maybe late September, early October at this moment in time. But you know that's the ideal scenario because again, what we have is with, with long term injuries and, and players coming back. You will find you know that they'll that they'll pick up minor tweaks, minor niggles, muscular problems, and may have sort of slight you know setbacks and issues. So you know that's just a, a guideline if if everything goes well. Right, that's the that's the bottom line. If everything goes well, which is far from a given. So alongside Zuma, I, there's been a little bit of um, rumors or talk that Terry's not fully fit, but he's expected to play game week one. Is that is that does that line up with what you have? Yeah, yeah, my understanding. He, he took a bit of a, um, a knock to the head 
on Sunday and he, uh, Connie, you know, whipped them straight off. And, uh, you know, what we're looking at, we're, we're looking at friendly matches um, and, you know, there's absolutely no need to take any risks. You're always going to err on the side of caution. And I certainly think with, with Chelsea playing um, on the Monday night, which effectively gives them, you know, two additional days recovery, um, then yeah, I fully expect Terry to be a part of that Chelsea squad uh, against West Ham. Right, and and Ivanovic the same, right? I, I saw that you posted the quote from him where he thinks he's not 100%, but probably still going to play. Yeah, dislocated his shoulder, so that, you know, set him back. Um, yeah, it's uh, one of the rare injuries that I've actually experienced myself, not a professional very, athlete. Yeah, very uh, nasty and very painful. Um, fortunately, to get out of that quite lately, um, you know, you could be looking at maybe surgery and, you know, in some instances you're talking six, eight, maybe 12 weeks. Um, right. I think he came back in, in, in less than three. Um, so done. So done really well, and and hasn't affected his his match fitness overall. Um, you know, as as bad as it could have been. So, yeah. Um, you know, and I, I know he, he played ninety minutes at the weekend, and that and that's going to do him a world of good. So again, Ivanovic is another one that I I fully expect to see as part of the squad. Yep. All right, let's move forward a little bit to the midfielders. Um, there's a pod favorite of ours, Marko Arnautovic on Stoke, who's carrying something. But um, we've still been recommending that people have him and bring him in. Um, what's, the, what's the latest? Yeah, uh, Arnautovic, he's, he's been struggling with a, um, with a hamstring stroke lower back issue for a number of months now, um, even, even prior to the Euros. Yeah, that's always uh, scary to me. I always feel like hammies and those kind of muscle injuries are reoccurring and never really go away. Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 not so much. It, it's. Not, I think it's more of a of a of a niggle and a and a bit of a, um, a bit of a. Oh, pardon the pun, a pain in the backside, as it were. <laughs> you know, um, Olatovich could have played last weekend. Could have been involved in the. Um, in, in Stoke's final preseason game, but he was left behind as a precaution. Again, you know, had it been game week one in the Premier League, I would have fully expected Arnautovic to be there. Um, as it was, you know, it was a friendly. He had done his work, and, and Hughes just didn't want to take the risk. So, yeah. um, you know, again, I'm, 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 he's training. He's been with the squad, so I fully expect him to be there as well. Right, and then um, another mid that I, I feel like kind of went under the radar. Another signing is uh, Gundawan or or Gundigan. I'm not. Yeah, Gundigan. Yeah, yeah. On, on Man City, he's hurt, but he's top quality, and I want him. I personally want him in on my fantasy squad, but he's going to be out for a little bit. I was I was looking up the injury. Dislocated kneecap doesn't sound great to me, but what's the prognosis? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he, again, another player who sort of came out of that, um, you know, and it fared quite well. Um, I was looking through some of me me data from my database um, when he first done the injury, and we've got a, a number of players recorded, you know, 12, 13, 14 months out. Um, and, and a lot of that sort of relates to um, not necessarily just the, the dislocation of the patella and the kneecap. It's it's maybe the, the damage in and around the joint. Was there any um, ligament damage or uh, so on and so forth and and with with him it doesn't seem to be the case so he, he's recovered quite well he, he had a little bit of surgery um and he's targeting again we're maybe looking at maybe the end of august and um, beginning of september he said he would like to be back for the for the derby 
Um, you know, the, the other issue that we've got is, you know, it's all well and good you're being injury free, but we're talking about fitness here and match fitness. Right. And shop. That's the and, difference. Yeah. And that, so that's that's the you know that's the key and and particularly if we're looking you know it's somebody like Guardiola um you know high pressing and and wants these players in an absolutely tip top condition you know so there's um, we will see but in, in terms of of being maybe ready probably um you know maybe the beginning of of September um but whether you know Guardiola decides that you know he's fit enough for him and, and to be yeah, included we'll see. Yeah. remain seen. Yeah, so it does, I, I'm assuming by when you mention a database, like how much do you factor in prior injuries in a player? Like someone like, you know, I mean, we'll get to the forwards, but Sturridge, Aguero, or someone like Company who are oft injured, like how much does that factor into your evaluation on them? Um, yes, particularly what in terms of maybe potential return dates and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, uh, an example that I would um, that that springs to mind was maybe the um, the, the Luke Shaw injury. Right. And maybe it wasn't the, uh, his particular, you know, the individual history, but just looking through the database and and, and people, it, the first question a lot of people asked us and I, I got asked was, you know, will Luke Shaw play um, at the Euros? Um, and and when you're talking about an injury, because people. And particularly FPL managers yeah. want answers, and they want answers quickly. Oh, yeah. And they want those answers to be, you know, you know, fairly accurate. Yeah, definitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's it's it is a science, but it's not an exact science. You know, we can look at maybe hamstring, a grade one hamstring tear can, you know, a player could return in uh, seven days, and it may take somebody else twenty one days. Right. Uh, so there's, you know, there's factors to consider. Um, so when I'm looking at a, a player's history um, or, a, or a, an individual's history and or maybe just looking through the database of, um, you know, how many players have had that injury and, and the average amount, of, average amount of time out, you know, what I'll use is I'll use those as, as recommendations and guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, going back to the Luke Shaw, I think um, if I recall off the top of my head, you know, um, average time spent out for for players who suffered double leg fractures was 263 days. Um, so based on that, which uh, it, it meant that Luke Shaw was, you know, penciled in for return around about the beginning of May, and you know, which didn't effectively give him enough time to be ready for the Euros. And at the time, when I said no, he won't. So that's. You know, that's how I can maybe use the, the you data. You nailed bits. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I right. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move up to the forwards that I mentioned. So Sturridge, as I mentioned earlier, is hurt already, naturally. Um, how long do you think he misses out? I, I don't think it, it, it's nothing serious. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, but it's, I've it's heard that. I've heard that before. Was yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's, nothing it's, serious it's, could turn into eight months. Um. Yeah, I, th- I think you know the the problem that we've got is it, it it's Daniel Sturridge, and you know uh, if it's you know nobody it J- Daniel Sturridge, Jack Wiltshire, you know they're all you, you can clump them all together. Yeah. Um, the reality is, you know, you don't really want to put a, um, a an answer on him. I w- you know, if you wanted um, is to give you a yes or no, you know, I would uh, again err on the side of caution and I would say. 
you know, no, he's, he's likely to miss out. Um, but also, I, I think as well, when, when we're talking about, you know, managers are asking, you know, is he going to be fit or is he not? What we've got to consider is, you know, if he is going to be fit, will he actually start anyway? Um, right. And I think even in this instance, you know, I would I would think you could maybe look at uh, Firmino. You can maybe look at at, at Ings. You Origi, know, all players yeah. who are, yeah, who who I would put ahead of Sturridge. And I think you know, so there's a there's a an issue there. Are you asking is he going to be fit, or are you asking is he going to be named in the starting eleven? You know, uh, and if I think Klopp came out this week and he's basically said, look, I've got no idea if he's going to be fit or not. Yeah. Uh, and and that, I don't know if that was him, you know, just his honest uh, assessment of the situation, or he, he's he's getting a little bit sick. Um, I'm but, sure you it's know, both. You know, he's probably yeah, getting yeah. sick of it. But as you as you accurately mentioned earlier, I think a lot of it has to do with the squad, right? So it's yeah. You just mentioned three players. Liverpool have options up top, so why even risk him? Is is yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and if he if he does train towards the end of the week, then you know I can see him being involved, um, maybe from the bench. But I, you know, at, at this yeah. point, I'm I'm thinking, you know. Un- unlikely that that he will make the start eleven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Lukaku is a, a popular guy as always in fantasy, and he recently popped up with an injury after that last friendly. But it's supposedly nothing major, right? You expect him to start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, by by Kuman's own own admission, um, you, you know, he revealed that Lukaku had three stitches in a in a like a, a heel injury, lower ankle, took a bit of a knock. Um, you know, nothing too serious. It was a just a bit of an open wound, just to bring it back together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, what was we're, we're only morning out forty eight hours, seventy two hours, maybe after the incident. And, and as as sure as it can be at this point, you know, you'd say Lukaku would be involved. Um, that's not to say that that something may happen in training. Um, there could be maybe of infection, course, of course, as always. Yeah. But it, but at this point. You know, fully expect Lukaku to um, to be ready for game week one. Yeah, that's surely good news for owners. Um, all right, I wanted to. I mean, those are that's most of the players I wanted to cover, except Aguero, who's just. Why does he get hurt every year? Why does he torture us? Um, you know, <laughs> the, the the thing is now. Um, again, it's it's um, Aguero's been been stuck with this. You know, this almost um, this injury prone. Um, tag, but when I was looking through he, through his data, um, in terms of muscular problems, and and that's how players should really be effectively be judged. They're the the, the so called avoidable injuries, so the, your, your soft tissue tears and strains. Mm-hmm. Them are the the injuries that you know, um, if if a player's having problems, then you know. Predominantly, something's going wrong somewhere along the line, whether it's a pre-match or post-match, you know, fatigue or, or something like that. Um, the the other injuries, you know, the impact stuff, you you can't avoid those. That's part and parcel of of playing football. You know, being tackled, kicked, clash of heads, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And when you look at you know back at, at Aguero's injuries over the past um, couple of seasons, um, there's been very little in terms of soft tissues. It just Seems yeah. as if there has been because he he did have ongoing issues with his with his hamstring. His wrong thigh, place, wrong time, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it, it. You know, it's like the Vincent Company now 
Vincent Company will forever, throughout his whole career, be associated with a man that you know is constantly suffering from from cough strains. Oh yeah, uh, we we make fun of him all the time on the pod. Yeah, you know he, he could come back and 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 play. You know, thirty games next season and and thirty four the season after, uh, and you know he'll still be in pre injury prone and he'll still have issues with his cough. So, um, yeah. you know the, the the Aguero stuff, he he has been just a, you know just a little bit unfortunate over the last um, sort of eighteen months, but there's been nothing major in terms of soft tissue problems there. Um, I'm actually just looking through you know yeah. a hamstring injury playing for Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, last October but other than that we're looking at you know back shoulder um, I know, yeah, he had that ankle thing last year yeah yeah so it's you know the, the, those are unavoidable it's, it's just a little bit unfortunate so um, yeah so maybe it's not true after all well he certainly he, he's improved it a lot right um, right and, and when you consider he, you know the type of game he, he plays and, and the type of player he is you know, um, he's taking it. You know, he's he's targeted. He's he's, he's the main, um, it, like Eden Hazard. It's at Chelsea, right? You know, just this. fouled constantly. Yes, um, right. So, all right, let's let's go on. A lot of people were curious about your fantasy Premier League history, your FPL history. Do you <laughs> play? Have you been playing for long? How do you perform um, if you do play? So the official game. Um, I've, I've sort of, I would say I've took an active interest in the official game probably for the last three seasons. Mm, okay. Prior to that, um, prior to that, I maybe fed it into it once or twice and, and never really, um, you know, right. took it seriously. Right. Uh, I, I've, so I've, have I've you done it. last last few seasons? Uh, oh, <laughs> um, no, you know what I mean. With the with the best will and the best intentions in the world, I mean, um, my my fantasy, I suppose, my culminates to a maybe a fifteen or twenty minute mad dash before deadline on a Saturday. <laughs> right, right. Um, and the and the and the problem is when you when you have access to maybe a, a wealth of information and you have this knowledge at your fingertips, it, it's it's sometimes counterproductive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, tinkering too much can always Yes. Always uh, and I, so that's my excuse for being rubbish. <laughs> okay, I'll just I'll just blame uh, it on lack of time. I mean, I, I think I'm, you know, I am oh, uh, uh, what was it? I'm a top <laughs> yeah. I think at the start of the season I think I am top 500,000. <laughs> Alright, well, if you listen to our podcast, I guarantee you, you will finish top 500,000 or your money back. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I, I think I do manage to uh, do uh, hit that. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it down just to, you know, the time and, and, and the work. Yeah. Uh, well, at least you're having fun with it. Yes. That's, uh, not, that's all we all want in the end. Um, <laughs> another really, really popular question, I think this is my last question also, is... Uh, Everyone wants to know where your profile picture was taken. <laughs> and everyone has oh, their own God. guesses. Are you on a boat? Are you on the uh, beach? Or what? what's going on there? So, um, right, well, one, I hate my photograph being taken. And, and, and ordinarily, I would never be putting things like that up. I just, I just, I hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I spent a few years when I was uh, living out in Spain. 
mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I got a job with well, I'm still there with Roto World mm-hmm. um, doing some stuff for NBC Sports yeah oh yeah <laughs> Roto World's huge in the states by the way yeah, yeah. Um, so they wanted some kind of profile picture and um, I, I actually I remember I, we were going out for tea and we had a nice we've got a nice had a nice apartment down by the um, you know right on the ocean front. Uh, and I just said, look, you know, before the service start, as quickly just get a picture, take it with a C in the background, um, and, and there you go. So Beautiful. history was yeah. made. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it needs update and change. But it, like I said, I haven't got any photographs of myself because I, I I just hate it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it, fair it, enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I think that's all I got. Aside from you know, it's a few joking questions like how big is your voodoo doll collection and stuff like that but (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah man thanks for coming on the pod thanks for talking to us pleasure absolute pleasure no no problem enjoyed it all right cheers mate have a good one thank you sports social podcast network